Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. This will be the first update I actually record uh, since returning back from Vancouver and happy to be welcoming in our old friend, Mr. Doug Ramshaw, president of Monera Alamos. They do trade on the Venture Exchange with the symbol MAI. Uh, Doug, uh, we have to start out with the news headline here after uh, so many pundits such as myself hounding you and the company about when you will announce commercial commercial production at the Santana project. Uh, it has finally been achieved. Uh, that's not just the only news out of Santana here. Uh, there's also quite a bit of things to look forward to in 2023, but let's talk about just, you know, you know, reaching this commercial production, uh, give us a sense of your editorial take on what the, the, really the main headlines were from this week's news release. Well, I mean, the elephant in the room is, is despite Despite the project meeting our internal thresholds for commercial operations um, uh, that looked at mining rates, recovery rates, uh, direct cost of production, um, you know, the project uh, did everything that we expected it to do last year. That all got completely um, overwhelmed by, by the one real negative in that release that the market jumped on, which was through cautious and prudent approach to cash flow management during a, uh, a still pretty dry time that is meant to forecast, is forecast to dissipate in Q2, we brought some waste mining forward, advanced some waste mining and development work forward in Q4. So after having a, a 20,000 ounce annualized run rate based on Q3 numbers of close to 5,000 ounces, uh, we produced a little under 3,000 ounces in Q4. And the market never likes, market can deal with static gold production, you know, uh, or a growth in gold production. They never like to see it decline, even if it's short term and there's good rationale behind it. And so that's what dominated the market yesterday. Um, and it was, uh, not going to lie, it was, it was a. Uh, it was one of the hardest days for me in my career. Um, hard because you know I'm sure a lot of our shareholders were waking up, going, "What the hell's happening?" But in fact, actually, there is a lot of positivity for 2023, and I think, um, yeah, it's it, a project like Santana, which is this kind of bootstrap project that ebbs and flows with pit and pad expansions and the like um you know is is going to have odd periods like this where we make internal decisions to kind of scale things back or or expand things rapidly which is the plan in the second half of the year so you know i i hope the ebb and flow of, of rainfall helps as well because it has um something which has been a struggle for us and yet despite those struggles the project actually cooperated very well last year all right, so let's just talk about uh, this decrease in recoveries from 24 quick, and then we'll we'll just move on. Uh, you noted that this was due to a shift in additional waste mining. Um, you know, just mm -hmm. give us a layman terms. You know, what was the operational uh, strategy here leading up to the it's just under 3,000 ounces of recoverable, which obviously was a little bit of a surprise. But talk about you know this waste mining, what were you doing with it and how is it kind of setting up for Q1, you know, the rest of 2023? Yeah. And, and, and I think we should be clear. This is recovered gold, not recoveries. The, the, the leach kinetics 
uh, here have been fantastic, as we expected. Um, we had a lot of data to go into you know, this. If, if this had been a metallurgical problem, that can kill heat leach projects, as, as you know, we saw at Relief Canyon. Um, but you know, the recoveries are great. We just advanced more waste mining in uh, Q4, and we'll continue some of that in Q1. And part of it is is pre-stripping work um, to prepare for uh, increased mining rates uh, that we can achieve with the the next phase of pad expansion at Santan. And this is where I think we were being very intellectually honest with the market yesterday. And as a friend of mine said, it was a good business decision and you're getting punished for it and it's BS. It's, no, I, I get why... The market doesn't like surprises and they took it as a surprise. But in reality, we could have just pushed ahead with the existing pad, continued aggressive loading of that. And all we would be would have been doing is setting ourselves up for a future problem to avoid, you know, short term planning problems now. Um, and that's the the second phase of pad expansion. If you can imagine this is a valley fill pad. That expansion phase, effectively where we would be loading new material would be right at the level that the existing pad is at. Mm. And that's what you want, because if we continue to load the current pad area and then you start loading another pad area where you've got different elevations in pad height, that, that plays with all your access um, and, and overall productivity of the pad. And this is where I, you know, honestly think what I, to this day, even after yesterday's news, our, our real strength in this company is our operating team. And whilst it might be in the doghouse today and yesterday, uh, I think that that strength of that operating team will come through this year by making prudent business decisions, thinking longer term and not trying to appease short term market dynamics. You got 7,000 ounces of recover, recoverable gold in inventory there uh, on the pad as of the end of the year. Uh, I mean, that is something very positive that will set you up nicely for 2023. But there's a number of other things happening there at Santana, including some exploration opportunity to go along with your pad expansion. Let's talk about mm -hmm. kind of working those hand in hand. Uh, what does the exploration work look like here in the first part of first part of the year? Yeah, this is exploration that we wanted to do and then the pandemic came along and so we focused our efforts on building the mine um, rather than doing some of the, I say regional exploration, these, these pipes, these other pipes that we'll be drilling are all within a few kilometers of each other. Um, I think it's important for a couple of reasons. I mean, I'm super excited, especially to see what the Zada pipe uh, that we're very high on will deliver. Uh, we know they're all gold bearing. Um, it's important for a couple of reasons. I think Santana is a small mine. It costs very little. It's paid back the bulk of that capital already. Um, but we've always said it can get bigger. So from a market perspective, we want to be able to demonstrate why we've made this investment in Santana. And we, we, we weren't about building a small mine. We're about building a small mine that can grow into something bigger. So we need to be able to demonstrate the upset, upside on the property. So that's key. But also because we, we always have this view of, of looking several years ahead in our development plans. 
we need to understand which of these pipes are going to be the priority pipes to drill out for additional resources to probably form their own separate pit um, that can uh, that can boost the overall production profile of the property. So it's an internal thing. We need to have these but I think the market has always appreciated that we've always had great drilling results at Santana. And I'm excited to get back to, you know, kind of discovery drilling as opposed to the definition drilling around the, the Nietzsche complex. So really, really excited for that um, uh, because I think it adds a, another dynamic to our news flow, which has been limited in the last couple of years and, and will be bolstered by having an active exploration program going on at Santana. So those the two areas that you're focusing on exploration, Benjamin and Zata. Uh, I know you're it's working in Mexico, so maybe it's Benjamin. I don't have no idea how you want to pronounce it, <laughs> but uh, you know it's really interesting. You have historical data from previous drilling there. Uh, in fact, you highlighted uh, historical campaigns of 114 meters of 0.73 grams per ton gold. Uh, I don't remember quite what your cutoff grade. I know it was pretty low, Doug, but it's like, is it safe to say that's almost double what the uh, what what your cutoff grade would be at Santana and Nico? Well, the the Santana cutoff is probably down at around point one five point ish. No, I, but I mean, it, what what that one hole at Benjamin. Um, you know, highlights is a potential for, for very similar grade to what we're putting on the pad from the Nicho complex. It's very, you know, that we, our, our average grade loaded last year was about 0.66. So uh, a very healthy grade, especially with the cost structure in Mexico. One of the reasons are through the first three, three quarters of last year, our direct cost of gold production was $800 an ounce. Um, Zada has never had a drill hole in it. I mean, that's genuine, you know, that's, that's going to be fantastic, but we, we know it's gold bearing because all the work we did pre, pre pandemic was, was sampling the surfaces of these, these pipes. We, we know, uh, they're gold bearing and, um, you know, I, it will be nice if they're higher grade than Nicho, but, you know, Nicho or even lower grade is still very meaningful with our cost structure in, in Mexico. So, uh, particularly that's the one that really excites me. I mean, you can see it from our camp. Uh, down there, just uh, you know, three four hundred meters away. It's a good sized pipe. If the if the grade holds up, the volumetrics I think are there for a significant um, uh, increase in resources on the property. Well, let's talk about resources. I you know I get to know you pretty well outside of the podcast, and so I get to kind of uh, message you once in a while, and I, I give you a little jab yesterday saying, "Oh, a resource statement will be incorporated into Nico <laughs> following the announcement of commercial production." But this is just kind of what you and the team have been doing for the last few years in development of Santana. Uh, what is the kind of timetable for this maiden resource statement, uh, and and what kind of work needs to be done, you know, to get that to get that it's, out? It's largely complete. Um, you know, we're still looking kind of Q two. Okay. I think we'll stick to Q two. I mean, there's a chance if we get if we do early drilling in Zada, and we decide, you know, what we should we should actually expand that drill program as we have planned. You know, and maybe we incorporate ounces elsewhere but in reality i don't think we need to i think if as long as we're showing the upside on those those other projects we can do a, an updated resource statement in due course there's no real rush in that regard um and so uh so we're aiming for q2 on that okay um 
you know, in all, I know the market was a little bit unfavorable. It, you know, it was, it was the volume heavy yesterday, but in hindsight, it wasn't that many shares that were actually changing hands and being sold off yesterday. And I think there was a lot more people not selling, uh, you know, just kind of looking at, you know, looking at things that I see here, Doug. Uh, but 2023 looks very positive. Obviously, uh, there's expansion both in the leech pad and also in exploration. And also you're doing some permitting for the Cerro del Oro project as well within the company. So that's obviously positive. Um, you know, sometimes days don't treat you favorably. Sometimes they do. And I think obviously you're set, setting the company up for long-term success, just not short-term, uh, you know, not short-term success. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, Cerro del Oro is an interesting one. We thought we'd, we'd submit permits around year end. So whether it was early January or late December, um, after securing surface rights last year, we actually um, secured some additional surface rights, which we felt would make for a more optimized mine plan um, and wanted to make sure that our permit applications reflected that. Um, and so we're taking a couple more months to make it a better permit, permitted uh, or planned permitted operation. Uh, it should not, you know, we, we are still pretty comfortable um, to have permits back for that by year end. Uh, you know, that hasn't actually changed even with this. It just, I, I felt like I, I was going to be under promising and over delivering on that. Maybe I'm just, you know, uh, I've removed some of the over delivering because, you know, these couple of months will eat into what I was hoping was going to be a nice surprise to the market. We're still aiming for year end on that. And the, the, now the reality is I can't control permitting. The one thing I can control, and I said in that, in that release, is the funding. How are we going to fund Cerro de Aurora? We've, I've been saying for years we're always going to be funding the second project with debt. So it's incumbent on, on me to address the one thing with the market that should give them some comfort, which is in the first half of this year, I want to have uh, a project finance package together so that the market realizes that upon receipt of those permits, it's funded. There is a facility we can draw down on. You know, the, I, what I absolutely want to avoid is any question marks that people are going to wake up to good news, permits, and then the next day, oh, there's a big equity raise to build this thing. No, I'm going to get totally ahead of that. We like to try to get ahead of a lot of things in this in this company. I mean, even this pad expansion, there was a reason we we made sure that we had a um, a three million US working capital facility, which we haven't drawn down on because the capex for that pad expansion is only a few million dollars. Uh, yet it triples our pad uh, and allows us to really work on boosting production uh, off the back of that. So a year ago, we set up a facility to absolutely ensure that there was no question marks that we, we, we have the financial capabilities to actually affect that. Um, you know, if there was a misstep yesterday, I, I think we've normally had a pretty good track record of, you know, messaging appropriately so, that, so as to not to surprise the market. I hate surprises. It felt surprised yesterday, or at least 1% of our shareholders did. Because to your point, 99% of our stock didn't trade. Um, you know, sometimes the best thing to do is not do anything at times like that. Um, when the sky, 
for one percent of people feels like it's falling for 99 percent i think they saw that actually the business is intact um there's a lot to to be positive about this year um clearly you know we got a black eye yesterday i'm not happy about it uh, our shareholders shouldn't be happy about it but i think we can uh work ourselves through yeah this. i think you can too let me ask you about this debt financing you kind of have in the back of your mind for Sarah de Oro. Um, and this is maybe more or less a macro question compared to, you know, the interest you will probably find with such a package. But also, you know, gold's in a healthy spot, 1940, 1950. You've got nice recoveries, obviously. Um, do you foresee this kind of balancing out here, uh, knowing that, you know, those interest rates that you might get on that debt package is going to be a lot higher than, say, they were a year and a half ago? I don't mind actually, Trevor, because our capex builds are so low. There's a inherent value in 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 that when it comes to looking at debt. Like, assume we we do twenty million bucks of debt, um, twenty million US. I can afford to take maybe higher cost money that has less hooks and covenants into it. The one year payback on Ceredoro at sixteen fifty gold means that five points is a million bucks of interest. If you're building a $200 million project, you want the lowest cost of capital possible. I think if you're building a $25 million project, you can actually afford to be flexible, maybe take slightly higher cost of capital. Okay. All right. All right, uh, Doug, thanks so much for your time. I know uh, you're a busy guy today, so we'll let you go and we'll be sure to catch up with you again here in the coming weeks, if not uh, during PDAC, I believe. So have a wonderful day. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.